so energy 101 it's interesting why uh, i wanted to call it energy 101 and you can suggest that pretty much everything i already talk about on this channel is all energy it all has an energetic theme but this is the 101st episode of the podcast something i never envisioned i will be doing creating podcasts to help support my creative writing work particularly when i was a chartered accountant and also someone who grew up incredibly embarrassed ashamed about the way i spoke the way i looked feeling very low on confidence so yeah to be to be to i have recorded 101 episodes now with the the my phrase podcast is a real big achievement for me similarly this will probably be a quite a lengthy one today i'm not going to sum up the, the previous hundred episodes but there is a real practical theme around this with energy 101 and you might find it a little bit different not only is it building on the i am principles but it's more geared around the practical i guess energetic mechanics of interacting with people more than the high consciousness i guess you would say upper chakras intuitive understanding of, of all of the traction the universe this is more geared about probably for these people that perhaps they're focused on that but are not so grounded and have had difficulties really relating to other people because of this because they're more aligned with you know the the star boys rather than the earth creatures okay so to continue on <laughs> if i'd been going through my energy 101 test a year ago i would have failed definitely would have failed just like i failed my chartered accounts in program subjects numerous times there was a lot of beauty in the failure a lot of learning a lot of contrast because energy 101 more from the conceptual basis it's about how you relate to people and even the how it's not so much a, a conceptual thing either it's a i think the best analogy and i know a lot of you won't have seen or read this read this book or seen the movie the, which was also produced there's a book called the celestine prophecy and in this book by james redfield there's a place where it's very practical as well actually where the main character goes to this i guess you call it a an eco-friendly community where then there's a lot of scientific research again i'm here at latrobe it's somewhat like a high, a high conscious latrobe and they're doing a lot of research about energy and the prophecies related to this awareness that's growing within humanity and this book was quite it was written about 20 30 years ago and it's becoming more and more relevant but beyond the all the functions of the book one of the main characters who's in effect the is the protagonist the teller of the story he's in this environment where he's connecting with this this woman that he's interested in and as he begins talking to her she kind of pulls away and it's clearer to see the movie because the movie does a good way to dramatize it but what we begin to perceive is he's kind of pulling on her energy it is interacting with her coming from the 3d perspective in effect he's trying to please 
he's trying to he's all he's interested yes but that that energy has somewhat of a needy energy and this is what happens when we're not aware of our boundaries and particularly people in the higher consciousness space and there's stories and there's reasons why we've developed these abilities to connect with angels or spirit guides and like i said this isn't for everybody i could think of adam who's actually worked with me on the podcast a few times adam who i worked with when i was in the chartered accounting world although intuitive he's never good with his boundaries he's never had any difficulty at least with me saying no and while he can also understand that temptation to please he also knows who he is he doesn't really fall into that that necessary intuitive high cultures what people call empaths who don't have a lot of boundaries so he would have passed like he, he did well in his chartered accounting program he would have passed energy 101 because energy 101 what it fundamentally comes down to beyond all the law of attraction focus beyond all the wanting to change our reality live from the heart understand the iron principles Energy 101 is actually acceptance of our own unconditional love, our self-worth, that we're worthy. See, the character in the Celestine Prophecy, he's on his journey like many of us are on this journey. And coincidentally, it was seven years ago today that I finished my pilgrimage journey, walking through France, Spain and Portugal, which is partly why I wanted to film this while recording and walking today. But why I find it really difficult to explain the mechanics of Energy 101 or why I guess it's taken some time to really go deeper into it is it's almost like that's been the hardest thing to do for me to accept that I am worthy beyond all the interactions to actually hold my energetic throne because, again, this won't relate to everybody but I get... I'm reluctant to use the word empath, but for people that identify as empath, this might be what you you brought here today. These are people that they feel energy very strongly, but a lot of what's happened, you can see, I guess, other what people call it intuitive or indigos is another one, where they're so sensitive and their sensitivity is their gift. But if it's not grounded into the body with a level of unconditional love, acceptance, worthiness, it can quickly lose any boundaries and it, it kind of loses any sense of self. It jumps out of its own frame into other people or other people's, in terms of relationships or, or mentors or even friendships. It keeps going around with this wanting to not let anyone down. And you might have somebody in your life like that or you might be that person. Oh, I hate letting people down. Oh, I don't want to disappoint them. And I think it's a human thing as well. But then you also meet the people that just have no qualms about that whatsoever. Not from a malicious space, but they're very clear that, well, you know, I'm by me not letting them down or, or me trying to please them, I'm actually not doing them a favour if, if I'm doing something against my will. So people understand that it, it, from a practical space, why would you be doing something you don't want to do? It, it makes a lot of sense. Why would you get away with your power when that doesn't feel right? But the person that doesn't have a lot of worth 
and there's a number of reasons for this. It could be if developed, it, it might be that they grew up in a, a traumatic environment, maybe they had experiences of the trauma growing up that have reinforced it. And the other side of it, a lot of the time, these experiences reframed actually help access to the children's awareness. The wounded healer, the, the, the integration of the healing journey is often also a wound, and it could also be a pathway through this. Trauma can be a form of pathway. But that being said, so why would someone who, who knows it's not going to feel good? Well, part of it is identity-driven, and the identity is connected to the worth. If someone didn't ever have any boundaries and and they keep trying to plug their energy into everybody else, ultimately they're not really granted in their own frame and they're never going to feel worthy because their worth is always dependent on the external world. They're never enough, particularly because they're, they're never enough is always dependent on externals. It can't be fair within. So this is part of the I guess navigating the world and it can be as simple as, as I talked about the movie when this character is interacting with this young woman he's interested in and because they're operating more from a high conscious perspective and they're witnessing and observing energy he's he's had this initiation where he's begun to learn how energy moves and plays with it like Reiki energy or you can kind of feel energy through your hands he, be, he can feel the interaction and so his intuition's open and she, perhaps operating from a more high conscious perspective, she feels that energy. At the same time, part of these interactions develop from this belief that one is never enough. One has to keep efforting. One has to keep forcing. It's a programmed identity connection too, because... Ultimately, we have a name, we have an identity, we have a function, and that's connected to that formlessness, which I've been talking about in all these videos. And even now, for me, as I'm, you may be watching this on Spotify as the video format, um, may also be on YouTube, or you may be purely listening to it in on Apple or, or um, Anchor or any other format that supports streaming services. But what you will see for me, and this is part of it, Yes, I'm walking around Latrobe Uni, talking to the screen. And as people come in and out of the, the scene, the environment around me, there's this unwillingness to put make them uncomfortable. There's an unwillingness to put anyone off their, their game, so to speak. And ultimately all of it comes down to this not wanting to displease. And while we might have this awareness that we, we like to please, we like to add value. If we're consistently preoccupying our worth with not displeasing, we're always in this victim loop where we're afraid of letting people down. And the more we focus on that energetic idea that we're never enough, we might let people down, that we don't want to make mistakes. Ultimately, we attract that frequency, we attract the environment, the situation where we're more likely to be exposed and, or vulnerable to mistakes. And hence give away our own power. So it becomes somewhat of the loop, the victim identity, the, the energetic pleasing and needing. And like I said, it's not something you can necessarily conceptually understand. You kind of have to get out of the world and witness it. And or you feel it and you understand it. For me, <laughs> you kind of not even 
become that aware of it until you begin opening your heart. That was the case for me. It's kind of the default in like, okay, Mike's just the guy that does whatever he wants to do. And as I mentioned in the previous few podcasts, because there's no split between the I am and the identity, you don't necessarily believe you're any different to the identity. So if you're that person that always has to do things whenever one does or wants, or you've always been that rescuer, something I can relate to, it feels like you can't shift it. You can't shift the identity. It just is the norm, and you don't question it. But when things start to happen to this identity that you just can't hold up anymore, you know, the heart begins to open, there's a lot more awareness flooded in. You begin to question some of the more toxic, destructive elements of the identity that's been created, or perhaps wasn't even created by you, but created for you, or absorbed within your environment. Because while these are still somewhat conceptual, the, the, name, the name, the identity, the behaviours, they're descriptive. From the scientific perspective, again, everything has that energetic flow, doesn't it? And the most efficient use of energy is, is the path of least resistance. And sometimes the path of least resistance might actually be a spiral rather than purely a, a straight line because the straight line might meet with three or four roadblocks before it even gets to its destination. But to be the spiral might actually be more efficient. It goes to different areas. It will, it will actually release stories of resistance. But when we are in this environment where we are so afraid of disappointing people, the identity just doesn't allow flexibility. It doesn't allow mistakes. So it's so preoccupied with, with not stuffing up, not disappointing, that it doesn't allow unconditional love into it, the heart. So Energy 101 for me, <laughs> while I can understand a lot of it and I'm still working at it, and if you ask me today, you can witness on this and listen to this on the video, even as I record, I might be, get a narrow pass. I, I might just get over the line. Because what it really is is self-worth. It's the willingness to, even when we're uncomfortable or we might do things which feel embarrassing or feel like they might let people down, and I've deliberately cultivated this last few years of trying to do things a little bit different. They felt it a lot in my heart. And there's been spaces where I have disappointed others and let people down. But when these experiences can happen, occur, and we see that we're okay either way because the heart doesn't actually disapprove of, of, of the seeming mistakes which are in alignment with the heart. Shifts of awareness and, and more experiences which are in alignment with the heart. Listen to our passions, even if they meet with disapproval or disagreement by others. We see we're never really losing. I feel perhaps the, the greater challenge with Energy 101 is it can't necessarily be explained conceptually because it's felt within. And it's like when you walk into a room, for me, for example, I never used to question how I felt when I went into a room. The way I would be when I went into a room, my program default was to please. 
oh, you look really good today, or how are you going, oh, this is really wonderful. That was my identity. And while it's a relatively optimistic one, and even if I went to social environments, I'd ask people what they, what they did, what their interests are, etc. I just was like a shapeshifter where I'd blend into the environment. I would blend into situations, the outfits, identities, because I didn't really have one. And I guess the, the one I did have was out of the pleaser, but I did have one that was aligned with the heart. But because I didn't really listen to that heart, I wasn't even aware of my behaviours. And that led me to relationship challenges and situations, which, yes, basically were, were going to cause and create conflict. Conflict that I would absorb. And this is where the, the danger of being the intuitive, the empath is, who are connected to the high vibes, the angelic realm, and loves telling messages, and is naturally, ironically, connected to their heart. But a lot of their energy might be invested in trying to help other people and ultimately not nourishing that heart, heart space. Even though you might be naturally connected to the higher realms and you enjoy pleasing, and they were all a fundamental, it wasn't like they were foreign to me. I do still enjoy pleasing. I still enjoy living in a harmonious environment. I'm naturally interested in other people. I would much prefer to uplift people rather than compete or condemn them. But at the same time, if we don't hold boundaries of our own awareness, and the only way to do that, particularly when we've had no boundaries for so long, is to withdraw our attention from people and situations, and which although they may have been somewhat positive, there, there may have been some common interests there, but if we could go deeper into some of the history behind those relationships, and we're wanting to deeply embody conscious change, generally we'll find there might have been some form of codependency, Maybe we developed certain pleasing aspects because we didn't feel that worth. And so these people, situations, the environment, identity, clothes, they fill this temporary gap or void of worthiness. But ultimately, that's that still fighting energy that I talked about with the Celestine Prophecy, where the character is when he meets a young woman and they're in that, you know, they're, they're getting their energies all intertwined. And she doesn't want that. She doesn't need that clinging energy trying to get her approval. And while it's a flirtatious energy, it's also, it's not sovereign. So sovereignty for me is so important and it's all me graduating, getting your, your, you know, getting your pass at NG101. Sovereignty is just saying that I am enough in who I am and I don't have to give away my power to other people to affirm my worth. That's the, the gist of it. And that's what I've learned over the previous hundred episodes that even in creating content and sharing, sometimes there's a bit of reluctance to share this content because part of me is aware that a lot of people may not agree with my ideas or, or necessarily resonate. But as I've talked about in a few content posts and other information recently, it's actually a profound realisation when you, you realise you don't have to be for everybody. And while that might be common sense to 99% of the population, you know, the intuitive empath who perhaps, you know, they're so sensitive to children that when they, they, you know, almost like the fairy child or the indigo, while they can seem off with the fairies, because they generally are, they're, they're connected to the higher realm and they're very playful and fun and joyous. 
it's very easy for them in that, that space to just become like anybody around them. And if everybody around them is relatively conscious, which unfortunately is, is still relatively unusual in this environment, for them to for people to be conscious, if people are unconscious, they also become part of that unconscious environment. They take on those energies. They become... And, and, the people that haven't grabbed that and understood that and a lot of these people are actually intuitive creatives perhaps more feminine oriented creative mind musicians um, artists writers painters these are people that can't necessarily understand why this energy is so difficult to deal with and when they feel disconnected from the heart they're perhaps more likely to develop addictions so this is the point, and this is what I'm learning, and I'm still learning, and you can you can hear it in my voice, because even in an environment where I'm, yeah, sometimes I'm not always the most grounded, and when I'm uncertain, I can feel anxiety, you know, I can feel a level of uncertainty. But to do the thing for you anyway, despite the uncertainty, will change the story. So rather than keep trying to keep up the, the pleasing loop and and looking to find our salvation in the future, or when we have all the things, or that thing, or then I could be happy. If we can embody that worthiness within, believe I am worthy, that I am principle, we will see more evidence in the, in the external. I think the last thing I really want to conclude around this, the preoccupation with an external world ultimately does lead to dissatisfaction because when we keep giving our energy attention away to others we get lost in the other and if that external other was yes maybe it was a a heaven on earth perhaps that would uplift us but if we're giving our energy and attention to situations people environments which are unconscious or geared to 3d good bad right wrong victim warrior shaming energy we will keep falling into that when we're never enough conversely to not have any attention on the external environment, to be completely focused in our own head, can be destructive in its own way as well. To keep telling the stories we're not good enough and actually not connect with the environment is not necessarily a good thing. For me, it's finding a happy medium. Meditation is a great means to actually become more aware of your thoughts, as yoga is a means of connecting the thoughts and mind to the body, getting in nature. But at the same time, we still live in an environment, don't we? And our ability to have empowered connections, relationships, is how much we hold our own energy within. It's sort of a bit like the, the spiritual bank account. And the bank account, if you have a set of funds in your, in your bank account, and you, I've seen this and I've been a part of this, quite likely money is also a value of exchange. And when we get ourselves into incredible debt, or we dependency on others, that, also, that often also signals some form of codependency and worth and energy that we don't believe we're worthy so if we're not going to give our money away to everybody or maybe we need to stop giving our money away to everybody because it's connected to that pleaser that helps actually reinforce this belief that maybe we don't need to give our attention because remember i took that energy one person's energy is the other one's attention attention is still energy if you engage in toxic conversations about other people or where they're just constantly complaining, you've given your attention to that. And even when you're the person saying, oh, listen to the way they're talking about that other person, that's still enabling it and that's still being a party to it because you're getting an energetic hit complaining about the person complaining. 
So it's not going to change through complaining and sometimes it actually doesn't even change through fighting or even, uh, I mean, you can bring a, a level of awareness of the conversation saying, I don't want to talk about that anymore. But that person then on, on, on the other side doesn't necessarily want to agree with it. So then you're in the perspective where, like I talked about earlier, sometimes you do have to withdraw your attention from the environments that doesn't serve you. And a part of that is that lack prosperity mindset. There's a saying that you can't be in lack and prosperity at the same time. You're either in a 3D lack, conditional worth environment where you're never enough, where you always have to effort, where you keep having to push, where someone's done that to you or you have to do that for them, that warrior victim concept that I talk about in Integrated Power of Prosperity, or in the 5D, you're in the flow, you're in the Tao, you're prosperous. Yes, things still happen that could be challenging. Challenges come up, but it doesn't affect your sovereign worth. And a big ability to actually accept that sovereign worth particularly when you identify as high conscious empathic type intuitive that is creative, is musical, does like creating and sharing, is to hold that energy within and realize that the energy within is you, that I am, that divine part of you, and that can never be taken away. Thanks again for being a part of this, for listening, for watching, and for all the 100 episodes to date. Bye for now.